How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode six of the Shy Town Pod. And today we are going to be talking about a little bit of baseball. There's some big baseball news going on today regarding Shohei Otani. And we're going to be talking about the Blackhawks game uh, that happened last night. Apologies again. My partner Thomas is sick. So you get to listen to me the whole time today. It's probably going to be a, a little bit of a, a shorter episode without our usual back and forth. Uh, but I feel like we have some some good stuff to cover today. Uh, some major news in the baseball world. Um, yeah, let's let's get into it. Uh, let's let's start with the the big news. Is Shohei Otani a Blue Jay? There was a report today that said he's signing with the Blue Jays. Um, now there is a report, according to John Morosi, that he's indeed heading to Toronto at this moment. Well, there, he hasn't signed a contract yet, and that's that's pretty much what everyone said. John Morosi in in his um, tweet saying that Shohei is en route to Toronto has said that the contract has not been signed. We don't know the details of of the meeting in Toronto and then even go as far as to saying Jeff Passan has uh, reports that a decision has not been made yet. According to Otani, uh, according to Jeff Passan and Otani hasn't picked a team yet. He has not put the pen to paper. Um, we'll see what happens. This is a developing story. Um, we'll, we, we will post on TikTok and on Twitter, most likely once this news breaks, once he eventually signs. So follow us there. It's at, Shytown Pod one on Twitter and then at Shytown underscore pod on TikTok. If you just look up Shytown Pod, they will both pop up. So what is what does this mean for baseball really? Now that it's looking like Otani's going north of the border and and becoming a Toronto Blue Jay. And if from a personal perspective, I know we had Frank on the show the other day. He's ecstatic right now. He's constantly texting me and Thomas and He's been FaceTiming Thomas and just saying, this is crazy. Otani's a Blue Jay. I'd just like to point out it hasn't happened yet. It's looking like this is going to happen. So this is why I'm going to talk about it today. I, I think this is so bad for baseball. If, if I'm going to be honest with you, I think this is really, really bad for baseball. They already struggled marketing him in, in an Anaheim market in, in California because most of the country – was asleep by the time his game started. Now it's going to be even harder um, for for the MLB to be able to market this once-in-a-generation player if he's in Canada. And, of course, Toronto isn't a major U.S. market, so there's a comfort of, of being in a smaller market like that, not in L.A. and New York or Chicago. Um, but, man. This is just it. It's it's shocking at how this is all played out. Uh, it was looking like the finalists were the Dodgers, Cubs, Angels, and Giants. Blue Jays make a strong push about a week and a half ago before the winter meetings. They come in out of nowhere, and uh, it, from what it looks like, bring them in to the six in Toronto, and good for them. That that's going to be a fun team. I still think that might be – I still do not think they're winning that division, though. I'm a Baltimore Orioles truther. That's my pick to win the World Series. They're in They're in a, an interesting spot, and we'll get to it, what this could possibly mean for their other players if they do indeed sign Otani. 
Um, but overall for baseball, this is just, it's, it's going to be tough for, for Manfred and, and the MLB marketing. They're already, they already do a bad enough job with all these stars that are in California that no one watches. And I use the analogy. It's if you pull some random person on the street and they see Steph Curry or LeBron James or Patrick Mahomes walking down the road, they're like, Oh my God, that's LeBron. That's Mahomes. That's Steph Curry. If you, if you brought Mike Trout, arguably the, one of the top five best baseball players ever, if you have him walking down the street, some random person's just going to be like, Whoa, I wonder if he's an athlete. That's a big dude. Um, it's just, it's as a coach fan, it sucks that he's probably not coming here. And I think, I don't want to speak for Thomas, but I think both of us knew that was most likely the case after all these reports started coming out earlier in the week at the winter meeting saying that, um, it just wasn't going to happen, and the Cubs were out. I think we both thought he was a Dodger or or somewhere on the West Coast. And really, I don't want to knock Jed, but if he's playing in a city 150 miles or whatever, maybe not 150 miles, but X amount of miles north from you, like what did the Blue Jays – I'm curious if we'll ever know – what the Cubs offered, because if if the uh, Bob Nightingale report was true, saying that the Cubs got cold feet at the asking price of at least 10, 10 years for five hundred million dollars, that's just not good. Because you're making, I I I'd be willing to bet that they would make that half of that contract back in the first three years that he's there, just jersey sales, ticket ticket revenue. Um, and then you have two major Japanese stars on your team. Marquee Sports Network in the summer just just offered a streaming option for you to buy. I think it's $20 a month during the season. You know how many people in Japan would buy that option? It just seems like a huge missed opportunity for the Cubs. Um, and as a Cubs fan, it sucks. Like All of us wanted him when he first came over in, I believe it was 2018, 2017. And of course, everyone wants him now. He's the best player in baseball. But good for Toronto. I mean, my favorite player is Vlad Jr. So I, I I hope that I can see him win. But at the same time, I don't see that team competing and and surpassing the Orioles in that division. I just think the Orioles with their young your your young talent and they haven't shown a willingness to really spend and go get someone yet. But they're my pick to win that division still, even with Otani. Um, but what do the Cubs do now? Um, who do the Cubs pivot to? And there was a report, which I'm not sure how true it was, but the report was that Jed Hoyer flew to Japan to speak with Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And I think this would be a perfect get for the Cubs. You're getting a frontline starter, arguably an ace, these these guys don't come around. You don't get a 25-year-old ace that hits the market. It never happens. Um, it remains to be seen if they're in on him because that price tag apparently is all the way almost up to $300 million now. If you were willing, like, you, you got to be able to pivot here. Soto's gone. There's still Bellinger. 
like who are we gonna who 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 is Jed gonna go get now that Otani's most likely gonna be on the Blue Jays? And I feel like Yamamoto's just a, a, a perfect turnaround because you add to that rotation. You you need to fill spots. Like it can't just be Justin Steele who's carrying the rotation. Like it's nice when you have two or three guys where every fifth day you're like, all right, I feel really confident going into this game. And I think that was part of the problem last year is the Cubs didn't really, they didn't have that last year. It was, you felt good on steel days. The first half you felt good on Stroman days when it was a, a, a spot start from a West Nesky or, or a Drew Smiley, even Kyle Hendricks. You're like, all right, well, there's a chance, but more likely than not, uh, that that game was going to be a loss. You didn't feel confident going into that game. Adding a Yamamoto is – it would be perfect for this team. Yes, you still need a big lefty bat. Yes, you still need to add bullpen arms. Look at Arizona. They were just throwing guys out there, just churning through that bullpen. You need to, to su succeed in the playoffs, especially now. You need to be able to be about 10 pitchers deep, really. When the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, that was an anomaly. That starting rotation, four of those five guys, you were like, all right, we're going to win today when they took the bump. I mean, you, uh, uh, yeah, you had Lester, Arietta, Hendricks, John Lackey, and then Jason Hamill was that fifth starter. That was a really insane rotation, and you saw throughout that that playoff run, those guys were going deep into games. Like, Lester was giving you seven innings. Hendricks gave you seven and a third in the NLCS game six. Arietta was giving you six innings, seven innings. It, that's just not how baseball works now, unfortunately. Um and, and Yamamoto's a strikeout guy, too. Like, that was their problem. Yeah, you can have the best defense in the world behind your pitchers. But if you're pitching a contact, eventually fluke, flukiness is going to happen. And it's going to come into play. Which, I I hope the Cubs are in on Yamamoto. But at the same time, I'm not sure if Jed's willing to go $300 million for a pitcher. And it it's unfortunate, really. But... What can you do? I, I mean, we've been rumored to be in on glass now for a week and a half. <clears throat> I'm not sure if that has any legs. Uh, it, it's just something that the, the Cubs need pitchers. Like they have two spots in their rotation open right now. Who who they who's going to fill it? We don't know yet. It could be some bargain basement signing. It could be a big trade for a glass now. It could be a Yamamoto. We don't know. Jed works in silence. If you're holding out any hope for Otani, it's that the Cubs haven't leaked anything. And, and no one knew that we were going to get Craig Council either until uh, an hour before. Uh, so you never know, but I, I do believe Otani's going to be a Blue Jay right now. If I had to guess on Yamamoto, I'd say the Dodgers. I'd say they're probably going to go out and throw in 300 350 million just because they have the money to spend now that they're under the luxury tax but who really knows there are a couple hitters here that the cubs can pivot to obviously cody bellinger was fantastic for the cubs last year um 
with the Blue Jays being out and the Yankee with the Blue Jays sign Otani and the Yankees getting uh, Juan Soto, it's really like, all right, who's left in this Bellinger market? If I had to guess, it's it's probably down to the Giants and Cubs. I don't really see him going back to the Dodgers. The Giants have tried to spend the last last year and this year. They, they thought they signed Aaron Judge. It was actually Arson Judge. Thanks, John Heyman. Then they, they signed Correa, and then he didn't pass his physical. And then this year, they were in on Otani. So that's, that's what, $1.2 billion worth of contracts that they were willing to hand out. And I, I, if I had to guess, Bellinger will be a giant. Um, I think they're going to give him like 10 years, $250 million, which I would not do. I love Cody Bellinger. Any, anything over $200 million, I'm not with it, unfortunately, just because you had like last year he was fantastic. I loved him on the Cubs, but at the same time, like it could have been a little fluky. You could tell like on his baseball savant page, his hard hit wasn't necessarily all the way up there. And then you can't ignore the previous two years with Cody Bellinger. It's just something that you cannot ignore with his production Yes, you could say, oh, he was hurt, or you could say, well, he, he, he proved that he bounced back. I, I, I need to see it for, for more than one season, and I, I think he'll probably be the player that he was last year for the remainder of his career. I don't see him having that 20, what was it, 2019 MVP level season, but we'll see what happens. Um, another Cubs, a possible Cubs target is Matt Chapman. I'm personally not a fan of, of them signing Matt Chapman. I think he's going to cost way too much money. He's already 30 years old. Did have a solid season last year. 4.4 war, 17 homers, 240 batting average, 755 OPS, 108 OPS plus. A lot of that war is coming from his, his defensive value. Yes, he's a defensive wizard at third base. But offensively, last year, he rode off the, the coattails of his April. Um, so it's it's just something that, like, is April, he won player of the month. He was lights out. But after that, it was like he was kind of, mm, I, I don't know, like, where's the April match happen that we saw? So we'll see what happens. I wouldn't hate it, um, but it, it's not my pick uh, to to fill third. I feel like you have to, of course, Candelario just signed with the Reds. That wasn't really my pick either, though. You have to kind of expand somewhere and start thinking, well, you have to get creative now that you missed on all the big fish. Really, if 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 all these reports are true, um, because right now it's looking like you're gonna have to have to make a trade, so to get a to get an impact player. Uh, our, our second option here is Randy Rosarena. He would be included in a Glass Now trade. Um. It's just 3.5 war, 254 batting average, 23 home runs. The problem with this, if you're if you're trading for a Rosarena and Glass now, most likely Morel's going the other way, 
and they are just really similar players. Um, it, it's it's an option, but once again, what like when when you're talking about going from Shohei Otani and Yamamoto, and now you're dwindling down to a uh, uh, Randy Rosarena. No disrespect to Randy Rosarena, but he's not Shohei Otani. Another option, which I think is a really likely option, is is a Reese Hoskins type player. I think getting him on a one, maybe two year deal, let him bounce back and prove it. I mean, he's a solid player. Reese Hoskins um, with the Phillies before he got hurt was was an extremely solid player for his career. He's an 11 war player, 242 hitter, 846 career OPS. Those early years, he was on track to be a really good player. His first year in 2017, of course, smaller sample size, only 212 plate appearances, but he had a 10, 1014 OPS. Next year, he followed up with 850. 2022, his worst year, he still had a 794 OPS. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, it feels like the Cubs have been rumored to get Reese Hoskins since, since really since free agency opened, and that was kind of like the premier target or the the premier destination for him, just because of what happened with Bellinger and how he was able to bounce back in Chicago. Um, I would be for it. It fills a hole. I wish he did hit left-handed. Um, the the problem is. You you need to get it back. It, on paper, this team is about 10 wins worse than it was last year. You have to repa- replace Marcus Stroman. You have to replace Cody Bellinger. And you, essentially, you have to repa- replace Candelario at third for the, the little amount that that he, he contributed. Um, I, I don't really know where you go and i have a one more option here two more one more where i'll go deep dive into it the one where i'm not going to have a large deep dive is jose ramirez i just don't think he's going to get traded there was a rumor that the cubs were interested really early this off season i just don't see that happening unfortunately i'd love to have a jose ramirez on the team but i don't think that's the case and my last one is is bo bichette because they're going to have to, or or Vlad Jr. They're going to Toronto. If they do sign Otani, is going to have to pay these guys. Um, and if you're having Otani take five hundred, six hundred million dollars off your, off your, off your payroll, then I, I Chet's going to be a two hundred million dollar player. Vlad Jr. is going to be a two hundred million dollar player. I just I don't see them keeping all of them. I could see them maybe trying to swing a trade for Bobochet. Maybe not necessarily this offseason, because if they do get Otani, they're going to go all in for this year. Maybe next offseason, barring maybe because of an injury, they're they're kind of out of it. Maybe at the trade deadline. It doesn't help the Cubs that much, though, because you need these guys um, to contribute now, really. Like you have a nice core, you don't have a stud. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's just been reported. Otani has landed in Toronto. Uh, it's just bad for baseball, really, just because 
don't know. First, he went to the Angels for the comfortability of being on the West Coast. Now he's going to go to Canada, which for all the Canadians up there, congratulations. It's just no one in the United States really cares about the Blue Jays. And I'm a Vlad Jr. fan. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, Cubs are in the Cubs are in a, a tough situation here. Jed has a lot of work to do. Of course, the offseason didn't hinge on getting one of Otani or Soto. You can still go and get Yamamoto. It's just I I don't I don't see it. Unfortunately, I I I think. Craig Council is going to help him out, but how many wins can your manager get you? I mean, we did see how many wins your manager could lose you last year with David Ross. But like I said, on paper, this is a worse team than last year. You have to replace a Marcus Stroman-level production. You have to replace your Cody Bellinger-level production. I'm at the point right now where it, it might be Cody Bellinger or or bust right now at this offseason. Um, I don't want to say Jed's on the hot seat because he's done a fantastic job rebuilding the farm and building this team up. But if he does lose Bellinger, misses out on Yamamoto, if he, even if he misses out on a trade for Glass now or, or a signing for Hoskins, like at some point you are the third largest market in the country. You have the most expensive uh, tickets and overall game day experience in baseball. You need to start acting like it. You can't act like the Milwaukee Brewers or the Cincinnati Reds. There are rules put in place to help those teams because of your ability to spend. Those teams get extra draft picks, extra international free agent money because they're small market teams. How do you counteract that? You go into the luxury tax every once in a while. You bump up to the luxury tax by spending money. And, of course, the Cubs have spent money. They got Otani. They signed Stroman. They signed uh, Swanson. But at the same time, like, you need to go get an impact bat. Swanson can't be the best hitter on a championship team. We saw it in Atlanta. They won, and he wasn't the best hitter. He hit in the bottom third of the order. And I'd love Dansby Swanson. I think that's an extremely valuable player. But you need to go out and get somebody. It's, we'll see what happens. Um, so, well, I mean, it, it appears that Shohei is going to be a Blue Jay. Um, we'll see what the Cubs do. I, I listed pivot options. We'll see what happens. Um, let's get into, I, I do have one talking point about the bears. Um, big win for the new England Patriots last night. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers moved to three wins. Bears are, are in the driver's seat for the first overall pick. Carolina can now win a game. And the Bears would still have the first pick. The strength of schedule, New England has the edge by 0.001 uh, points. So we'll see what happens. That could totally change with, with teams winning. That's still very volatile. But it, it is looking like the Bears are going to get 
if not the first overall pick, a top two pick, and I believe it is quarterback time in in Chicago once again, um, which is huge. As Tom Stein said, we'll talk about it. Um, I, I think we're going to skip our show for Sunday and go back into skip the weekend and then come back in for, for Monday just because there's not really going to be a lot of news outside of the Otani signing. And we, of course, we want to watch the football games to kind of get, get info on what's happening. Um, but that's that was the one football talking point that I had. And let's get it, let's talk some Blackhawks. I know we talked about it a little bit on, on Wednesday. They had a nice, nice game yesterday. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but let's start with the bad Blackhawks news first. Um, Patrick Kane officially played his first game as a Detroit Red Wing, and it just did not look right seeing Patrick Kane in a Red Wings jersey. Growing up with those cup runs and just watching him dominate in a Blackhawks jersey, it would be it, – it, it's – it looks weird. It's it's like seeing Derrick Rose on the Cavs or seeing Derrick Rose on the Knicks or or like a, a Randy Moss on on the Titans. It's it's just something that that doesn't look normal. Um but the Red Wings are a wagon. That's a that's a really good team. He's paired with DeBrinket. Got I got to respect his decision. He wants to win a cup. He hasn't made the playoffs. We're not counting the 2020 here. He hasn't made the playoffs since 2017. Good for him. I, I hope he goes out and, and wins another cup and cements his legacy as the greatest American-born hockey player ever. Um, but now, now we'll get, well, one more piece of bad news. Um, what is going on with Connor Murphy? Last year, he kind of solidified himself as a reliable top four defenseman. This year, oh my goodness, he's been terrible. I, I, I'm not sure if he lost a step. If, if his is, it's not. I don't think it's his defensive pairing, because he rotates with uh, Korchinski, I believe. But my goodness, Connor Murphy, figure it out, buddy. This it, is hard to watch. It, consistently, if if you pay attention to the hockey scorecards, Connor Murphy is consistently the worst player on the Blackhawks. I mean, I, I was hoping that this this deadline, maybe they could get a first for him. Now I'm thinking you probably have to pair him with uh, Taylor Radish or someone else in order to get a return that's worth it for him. Um, but who knows? Maybe he could turn it around. From what I've seen, though, it, it, he looks lost. He's getting pushed off the puck too easy. He's not making the right plays in the defensive zone. It's it's become a a major issue, uh, and it's tough to watch. Now let's get into some good news regarding the Blackhawks. Today's already been a tough day for Cubs fans. At least the Bears had some good news uh, last night. They get a one to zero win against number two overall pick. Leo Carlson and the Anaheim Ducks. This was really a boring game. Uh, Bedard assisted Philip Kurashev with a uh, wasn't a flashy pass, but it was just a smart play. He had a bouncing puck coming towards him on the power play, and as it's 
been seen. All the teams converged on him, expecting him to shoot. Gave a little dumb pass to Kurashev. Kurashev fires one into the corner. Really, really nice shot. Uh, first star of the game, obviously, Peter Mrazik stood on his head. Uh, it's just magnificent play from Mrazik. And hopefully, you know, he keeps that up and the Hawks are able to get a, a return for him for a desperate team. I think a, a Carolina or or an Edmonton, maybe a team that, that needs, needs goaltending. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Great 1-0 win. Like I said, boring game, but what are you going to do? And speaking of Philip Kershev, breakout year for Philip Kershev. And I think it's it's um, understated at how good he's been. Five goals, nine assists, 14 points in 19 games played. I think a lot of Hawks fans were like, all right, maybe we have something here with Kershev. And then they were like, well, was he Patrick Kane made? Was he made by playing with Patrick Kane and Alex Brinkett? Then he gets hurt to start the year. And then he comes out and is playing fantastic hockey on, on Bedard's wing. And it can't be understated. I think Beauvillier has been um, a really solid addition to that line. I would like to see a Joey Anderson up there with Kershev and Bedard just because he plays at their speed. And at some point, you don't want to, you know, hurt Bedard's development because he's playing with players that just can't play with him. That's why they brought Taylor Hall in, and now Taylor Hall's down. At some point, you have to you have to surround your, your franchise centerpiece with, with talent that he can play with and produce just because you don't want to bad habits kill a player's development. And you don't want to have that. Philip Kershev has been great on his wing. Beauvillier has done a nice job. I would like to see Joey Anderson's grit and toughness kind of go up there with him, though. I don't know if Richardson will do that just because that line has been humming with Anderson, Dickinson, and Valino. I'd like to see him try it out. Um, we got two, two more, two more topics here. The Calder race, and this, this was honestly a topic, uh, just because it, Bedard was the runaway favorite at the beginning of the year, and then, th- I mean, this, this rookie class has been fantastic. Marco Rossi, Fantilli, Hughes, Evangelista, Cooley. Um, you, you have Carlson. But I, I, I think someone would have to outscore Bedard points-wise probably by about 15 for him to not win it just because he's, he's, leading the, he's leading all rookies in goals by three. He's leading all rookies in points by six. He's the highest point-getter on his team. He plays on the worst team in the league. I, I just I don't see how... Um, Bedard doesn't win the Calder unless he gets injured. Knock on wood that that doesn't happen. Um, but that's it, man. I, Bedard is a Calder favorite. He sh- he should have been the Calder favorite at the beginning of the year as he was, and then he's the Calder favorite now. It, it's uh, when's the last time the Blackhawks won the Calder? Had a player win the Calder? Panarin, I think it was Panarin, and I think Kane won it. So. It's nice to have a young, exciting player. Uh, and who knows? Maybe the Bears have a young, exciting player in Caleb Williams. Uh, we'll, 
we'll see what happens there. Uh, and to close this unfortunately short podcast, as it was just me, I probably rambled a little bit, got it to about 30 minutes, 32 minutes. Um, we're going to do three tankathon spins here. So here we go. Uh, spin number one. Should we end it there? I think we should end it there. Um, according to my one tankathon spin, it'll be Bedard and Macklin Celebrini lifting the Stanley Cup up in four years at the UC. I think that's how we got to end the podcast. Of course, I apologize for the the short 33-minute podcast. Thomas and I like to try and get you to an hour. But when it's only one of us talking, um, I got you to 33 minutes. So thank you for listening. Um, we'll keep you updated on any, any Shohei Otani news. And uh, we'll, we'll send out a tweet and maybe a TikTok or Instagram post if we're going to record on Sunday or if we're going to wait till Monday. Uh, thank you. Uh, have a good one.